welcome to another episode of Keeping It Rail. While you listen to this podcast and think about the topics we'll explore, remember that the areas you're moving into are always most important. Always prepare for what you're about to do and always know what's happening while you're doing it. That's how you move to protect others and yourself. Now, from headquarters, here's our host, Jason Francis. Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Rail. Who do we got with us today, Travis? We have one of our drivers, Jared Graham. How you doing, Jared? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. And you're up here for Driver Trainer Foundations. Yep. Yeah. How's that going so far? First day? Good. Going really well. Tavares, uh, he's really excellent at what he does. So it's exciting. So just a change. So let's wind it back a little bit and start at the beginning. Um, how long have you been at rail? I've been at rail for just a little over a year now. A little so, over a year. Yep. And what what made you choose rail? Um, honestly, it was just went online and looked up what companies to get my CDL with. I seen rail was running a lot of flatbed where I'm from in Granite City. They did a lot of steel out of there and stuff. And I'm like, man, I see these trucks a lot. And uh, went online and they ended up being one of the better companies out there. And they paid for training, which not everybody does, and put you up. So, you know. Uh, Decided to go with rail. Fantastic. So you're flat better, huh? Nope. I just seen them out and about. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was seeing. Anyway. Yeah, I seen the flatbeds running. I but, see. I yeah, see. Yeah, running around. I didn't want to do all that, but yeah, I seen them running. So around you're more like a drop and hooker kind of guy. Yep. I'm a door swinger. Yep. I run van. Door swinger. <laughs> and, and clearly things have been good because you're still here. It's great. I love it. You get weekend home time, consistent miles. I mean, you know, you can't beat it. Right on. So what did you do before you decided to be a truck driver? You're not a spring chicken. No, no. I was uh, actually a postal carrier for three years, and then before that, I was a uh, sign maker. So made signs for a living. Yep. Sign maker. Yep, I was a sign maker. So, like, what are we talking about signs? What do you mean when you say you're a sign maker? Are you making the speed limit signs on the side of the highway? Yep, absolutely. Make DOT signs. We uh, did, like, flags for the Daytona 500 for Castro Oil. Did the chairbacks. I mean, did billboards, you name it. We did it silkscreen. We did it old school style. So right a lot of it was hand squeegeed on. And So, like, when a small business or something needs a sign above their building, that's the kind of stuff you're building, too? Or? Yep, absolutely. We do digital prints. I mean, we did just about everything. Those are not... Those are not inexpensive. Those no, are. <laughs> no, it gets quite pricey. Yeah. So now that yep. you're driving, uh, lifestyle change, yep. uh, more coming in. More, you are you able to afford to do more? Like oh, you, absolutely. Yeah, especially since uh, the consistency on the dedicated side, it is. I mean, it's it it'll change your life. You know, period. It's it's a great income. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You get as much as you put into it, though. That's the thing I would tell everybody. You know, um, you're not going. If you don't put much into it, you're not going to get much in return. Don't expect it. So, yeah, you know, putting everything I got into it, it's paying back dividends. So. And I know you're a dropping hooker. You don't like to mess with the tarps and stuff, right? And the securement, whatever. Right, right. You do like to stay fit. Yes. So absolutely. tell us a little bit about uh, your routines on the road to stay fit and healthy. Yeah. So when I'm on the road, I uh, I keep bands in my truck. So I do like workouts with my bands. I'll hook them up to the ladder. I'll do like pulls with them. Um, I'll do pull ups off my top bunk. 
I do push-ups every day. I mean, just you name it. And, and it's not like a consistent workout, like I'm not a half hour straight. It's just little things throughout the day, you know, where I get a little downtime. I'll say, hey, I got 10 minutes here, 15 minutes here. I'm just waiting on a customer. Why don't I just do some push-ups real quick? I mean, it's 20, 30 seconds out of your day, and it's going to make a big difference over time. All those little things add up. You're at home. You're on your home time. What does your preparation consist of? Are you pre-cooking meals, or are you just just lining up? Um, not necessarily pre-cooking, but my wife, she does make, like, she'll just do a Walmart order or whatever, ask me what I want. I just keep it real simple for breakfast. I just I don't complicate it too much. I'll eat, like, a banana and some oatmeal. Make sure you get a little bit of fruit in there. And then um, for lunches generally, I'll just eat a sandwich or something, but just no white bread. Eat wheat bread instead, whole grains. And then um, I'll do something in the crock pot. And usually that'll last me two, three days. Sometimes I'll be able to eat on that. So So all your cooking devices, the truck powers them, and you can still have the heat cool, whatever. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep, no problems there. How about cleaning up after you cook? So generally it's I will get like crock pot liners. They even have air fryer liners now, but I don't mess with that. Your air fryer, as long as you drain the grease in it, you know, you don't have to clean it like every single time. Um, and the slow cooker, like I said, they have the liner. So you just, when you're done, pull the liner out. I'll use like a, they have spray on Dawn dish soap, wipe it out real quick. And I keep like a gallon of water, rinse it off and wipe it with a paper towel and keeps it pretty simple. Nothing you, too crazy. You just pick up a gallon at a truck stop if you need a new one or what? Yeah. Usually when my wife goes shopping for me, she'll, she'll get the gallons of water for me. And, okay. You know. And then mentally, connecting with the wife and kids, uh, Zoom, FaceTime. Oh, all that. And that's, that's such a godsend because, you know, I was over the road for my first six, seven months there uh, doing reefer. And I, there was a stretch where I went two months I was away. And that made it so much easier being able to see my wife, see my kid. We could talk. I mean, me and my wife, would eat, we'd sit there and eat dinner together, you know, watch, watch TV, whatever. Um, yeah. And postcards. I like doing postcards when I was away. Send everybody back home postcards from different places it was pretty fun. So. Bet your kids really enjoy that. Oh, absolutely! And I just took my daughter out to Utah not long ago, and when we were out in Salt Lake, me and her sat there and we wrote postcards to everybody and sent them back. We beat them back, but hey, we sent them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. when my kids were younger, I used to do that too. Um, send them postcards with pictures of where you were and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. They, they always got a kick out of that, getting the mail. And oh stuff. yeah, it's neat. Yep. Yeah. What else uh, as far as like staying healthy, mentally, physically, you know, all that stuff? Um, as far as mentally, I would say, because, you know, me, myself, I mean, we're all human. I deal with a little bit of depression from time to time. Um, if you got to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. Don't be afraid to, you know, reach out to, I mean, rail has great health benefits. So on that side, you have access to good counselors, people to help you, somebody to talk to. Don't be ashamed of it, you know. Um, stay connected with your family, be open and honest and, you know, just do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Stay positive. What made you want to get into training, training other drivers um, to do this? I'm a little crazy. So no, <laughs> uh, no, I really, I really, you know, I really enjoy trucking. I fell in love with it and you know, you can think it's crazy or whatever. Cause a lot of people are like, oh yeah, you know, you, you don't love it. No, I love trucking. I love everything about trucking. It's changed my life. It's I've never had a job that I lo truly loved. Like, I love what I do. Like, it's just I wake up and it's just like I can't believe this is my career sometimes because I'm lucky, you know, really lucky. Um, and I wanted to pass that on to other people. And 
you know, you see a lot of these other drivers with these other companies, and I'm I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to point fingers, but I mean, it is just bananas how these guys are out there driving sometimes, and you do not see a rail driver out there bouncing around the lanes and making bad decisions. So passing those values on to a trainee would be, I mean, I you know I'm nervous, but I can't wait. You're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. I did it for quite a few years. Um, students will slow you down for a while, oh, right? Yeah. So you're not actually making a crazy ton more of money, especially when you first start with them. Right. Um, towards the end of the towards the end of the time with the student, yeah, you'll get some extra miles tacked on there because the students in the in the flow, right? And and they're going to help you out a bit. You're going to get a few extra miles, right. but you got to do it for the love of wanting to help. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I was going to ask you, what was the, you know, hardest part of being a trainer for you? The third week. The third week? <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the solo loads, just letting them do their thing? Yeah, um, the training system was a little different when I was training. We didn't have the third week with all the solos and everything. Right. Um, we just had a set block of time and... And, you know, things have changed and improved, in my opinion, this this whole five solo loads that they have. Yeah. That's fantastic, okay? Because um, that lets us know a little better whether or not that student is ready, okay? But, yeah, that by that last week, you are – the first week is awkward because you're just meeting somebody. Right. You're, you're getting to know them. You're living in an eight-foot box with them. <laughs> it's It's very – it's very awkward. Yeah. But then you get to know them. You get to understand how each other works. The second week, they're really starting to learn stuff. First week, they're all like, oh, my God, you know, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, that kind of stuff. Second week, they're starting to get the hang of it, but you're still helping a lot. By the third week, you're pretty much just sitting there, and I'm not great at not doing anything. Right. You know, Um you always you always have to be vigilant and and make sure they're doing what they're supposed to, but especially the way it's set up now with the five solo loads, they have to do those completely solo, otherwise they can't get out of the training program. Right. So that was just, in my opinion, what is it you're most scared of? Um. Well, I don't I don't think scared is the right word. What is it that makes you most nervous? Yeah, Anxious, yeah. right now it's, I mean, I am putting myself in the position I like meeting new people, doing new stuff, um, verbalizing how to actually complete a maneuver, you know, getting that out and letting them know what to do. That's kind of, you know, my thing right now is just, you know, how are we going to approach things like that? So that's what I'm nervous about right now. People have different ways of receiving things. Right, exactly. So you can't really, if you don't succeed the first time in getting through to them, you just try a different way. Right. You've got to you've got to come at them in 17 different Make directions. Make it fun. Right. <laughs> That's, I'm just like, man, if they don't get it, what do we do then, you know? So. you got to have a Rethink plan. Rethink it, yeah. you yep. got to have a plan B, C, D. Right, and I'm sure it'll get better with time as I get with more and more students. A lot of, a lot of them, I don't, I don't want to... I don't want to characterize any group of people or anything, but a lot of them are hands-on learners. Yeah. You can tell them what to do as many times as you want, and it's going to go in one ear and out the other, for lack of a better phrase. Right. Okay. They've got to do it themselves. Um, one of the one of the big things 
I am, I'm a fleet training manager. I work with these guys that you just let out of your truck when they first get their own truck. Right. And the biggest problem that I see out of the gate is always the PC, mm-hmm. doing the workflow, doing the paperwork, all that kind of stuff. You've got to let them do that. And, and Yeah, because that's after you get to driving for a while, that's the easy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, driving's where you, I mean, you cannot mess up. You have to be vigilant when you're driving, so. Absolutely. You, know. you want to hear something funny, a hot tip for teaching up, teaching them how to do their backing maneuvers? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> this, you're, this is going to sound funny, <laughs> but I did this, and it was with some of my problem, problem students. Right. I went to Walmart. I bought a remote control semi truck, about yay long, you know, foot and a half long, something like that. And it had a steering wheel on the remote control, mm-hmm. right? I would have them sit in the brake room and back that thing up in between their toes. Right. All the maneuvers are the same. You got to turn the steering wheel the same direction. And that way they can see what happens when they turn the wheel this way, see what happens when they turn that way from an above point of view. Yeah. Okay. It sounds silly, but it worked. No, it sounds ingenious, actually. It, yeah, it I like worked. That idea. I had a bunch of guys that, you know, they were just struggling really bad. And then when I gave them the toy to play with, something clicked. Yeah. Okay. And then in real life, then in real life, they could apply it. I've, I've talked to another trainer. He kind of does the same thing with a drone. Uh-huh. He, he literally takes the student out in the yard or parking lot or wherever he's at. And he has the drone flying above. And then he shows the student the video afterwards and says, this is what you did here. This is what you did there. And, and by seeing it from a different perspective, it seems to make all the difference. Yeah, exactly. Just just a couple ideas. No, man. yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, a lot of people, especially people I was in training with, they get confused. Left is right. Right is left. You know, it's you know, it's it takes a while for it to click for some people. So, yeah, definitely get it. If you're going to do that, though, you got to find one with a steering wheel because otherwise... Yeah, you can't just be clicking a button left or right. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you won't get it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what else as far as uh, uh, you coming to rail and everything that you were told still line up with what you're experiencing today? Um, yeah. It, 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 honestly, it just keeps getting better. I'm like, when, where, where's the catch? Where does this company trick me? But it just doesn't happen. It's just, it's, if you ask for something to get done, it gets done. Anytime I want my truck worked on or I'm having an issue with it, doesn't matter what it is. They look at it, I get it fixed. You know, I had a, uh, <clears throat> my truck had a slight, I mean, it was slight vibration to it after 60 miles an hour. And this is a couple months ago. And um, I had them, they checked it out within a day and, you know, had found out it was something in the steering linkage that I could have never possibly seen or known about, but they found it. So it was something. You know, so, yeah, it's just, you know, it's good. We definitely have a top-notch maintenance team here. Yeah, yeah check out nope. the uh, episode with Chris Anderson. He'll tell you a little bit yep. more about that. Yep. Just take the words right out of my mouth, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Yeah. <laughs> Enough about rail? Should we talk a little bit about Jared? I don't know if you want to. Oh, come on. No. <laughs> oh, boy. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I, yeah, what do you like to do when you're not driving? Uh, I like to go riding. I like to take my bike out with my wife. Um, we have a lot of nice backcountry roads we'll go down by our house. Um, take that out. and Man, I'm just... When you when you say bike, yeah, we're referring to a motorcycle? A motorcycle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
What, what kind of what are you riding? Uh, I got a Yamaha V Star. I got thirteen hundred. Very nice. Yep. Very nice. I got the old Roadstar yep. myself. Yep. You got, you got the big boy. I got, you know. I love to take it out for a ride. We we go on uh, quite a few longer rides whenever I can. Yeah. Obviously, I don't have a whole lot of free time, and now I bought a boat, so you know, I'm, the motorcycle is going to take a back shelf for a little while. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, what else you like to do? Um, I'm pretty simple. I, you know, anything that needs done around the house, plumbing stuff like that. I really gen- genuinely enjoy messing around my house. So I live at. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> How about uh, what do you like to do with the the you got one kid? Yeah, I have a 14 year old daughter. So, so, daughter and the wife, what do you guys like to do? Um, well, when I'm home, you know, we uh, we go out to eat. You know, we'll go on walks, go to the park, just just normal stuff. Hang out as a family, watch movies. Uh, plans for the future? I'm gonna do the driver trainer thing for a while. I, I'm gonna put everything I have into it. Hope it goes well. And um, depending on where things go, I, I either I definitely want to stay on with rail as long as I can, and uh, possibly go the owner operator route. You know. Um, just depends on how I'm feeling. You know, I could just stay a company guy for the rest of my life. I'd probably be happy doing that. So I'm just going to see where it takes me. You know, this journey has just started. So, you know, I'm going to do the trainer thing and ride that wave out for a while and see where it takes me. Fantastic. Excellent goal being an owner operator. One word of caution. Make sure that you know what you're getting into before you do that. Yep. You're, You're assuming a lot of risk. Big risk has big rewards, but it's a lot of risk. Yep. So just make sure you're very good at what you're doing and know what you're getting into before you do something like that. Right, absolutely. That's I want to gain the knowledge on the road from other truckers, whoever I can get the knowledge from over the next few years before I even make that kind of decision. I think that should be anybody That's because that's a calculated risk. But uh, like you said, it does have big rewards. So, And we've got some people here that – run our owner operator program that can continue your education and help you along that way too once you get to that point that's excellent all right jason it is time for the dinner question yeah the dinner question i guess you you're familiar with this you've heard the podcast a couple of times yeah yeah so if you could have a dinner party with any three people in the world living or dead who would those three people be uh jimmy hendrix lemme kill mr and George Washington. He was ready. He was ready. I was prepared. And George Washington, uh, I'd love to see how he uh, reacts around uh, those rockers. Right. How would he respond to having two just animals right there? Just (laughs) just wild men. What would you talk about with Jimi Hendrix? Oh, man. Just like, what was it? What was it like in the 60s? You know, what what exactly went through his head? Because he was just he's such a genius. I mean, I don't play guitar or anything, but even his interviews, he seemed like a really intellectual, just really smart, down to earth guy. So that'd be really cool. And uh, Lemmy was the same way. Lemmy just he stuck to his guns and he was himself to the end. And I think that is just so cool and just a sweetheart of a guy. I think that was just neat. You know, the, you know, these rockers get portrayed in a certain way, but usually they're not that way. Usually they're like super nice, cool people. So. I agree. Um, I read an interview with Jimi Hendrix. It was in one of the magazines, um, Rolling Stone or something, and they asked Jimi Hendrix, he said, what's it like being the greatest guitar player in the world? And he said, I don't know, you'd have to ask Roy Clark. Right. And I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and then you got the uh, the other guy in the mix, yeah. the, uh, the guy who set up 
our great system who yeah. helped set it up along with a few other guys. Yeah. George Washington. Just ask him about the apple. I don't know. The apple? Yeah, something about the apple tree. George Washington. Cherry oh, tree. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Cherry tree. Oh, yeah. tree. There you go. Cherry, Cherry tree. tree. Yeah. I swear that I shall never. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, some kind of poem we had to memorize in, in, yeah. in, in school uh, about that. I know a lot about uh, America and American like founding principles, but I don't know much about the cherry tree. Yeah, I don't know. It's just something in school. It's a long time. Yeah, I do I, remember, but I don't. I, I couldn't tell. I you don't that. remember what the details are either. No. I vaguely remember having to memorize some poem or something about George Washington. Well, now after this, after this, I'm gonna go check you it out. You have to look that up. <laughs> definitely, we need to know. Uh, yeah, but George Washington definitely would be a good one. It would be cool. Yeah. It'd be neat. It would be interesting conversation. That man was aristocracy. Yeah. He he was on top of his world. I yeah. mean, he had no reason to do that. He could have lost everything. Oh, he had right, a reason. Right down to his life. I mean, the guy had principles. He wanted the freedom. Yeah, there it is. You know what I mean? Uh, he, But he was in such a position that what a risk. Well, you know, when uh, King Louis of France supported George Washington in the American Revolution. Sure. It so was still a, a risky of... proposition, man. <laughs> no matter how <laughs> there were a lot of big players it. that were really rooting for freedom and liberty and prosperity. Yeah, original but, rebels, really. No They're doubt. Cool. They, they knew that liberty created prosperity. Yeah, exactly. Really. And slavery is depression. Yeah. So, yeah. So you got anything else, Travis? I don't think so. You got anything else, Jared? No, I should. I am good. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. You want to close us off, Jason? Thank you all for listening to another episode of Keeping It Real. Y'all be safe out there and keep the shiny side up and the dirty side down. Until next time, thanks for listening.